This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM570 KLAC, 987KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. Three hours today on AM570 LA Sports. And uh, Eric Dickerson jumps on the show at 1 o'clock. That's when we'll get into the NFL. That's when we'll get into the Rams. And that was bad yesterday. No two ways about it. No matter how you slice it or dice it, that was a really bad loss for the Rams. It was. Yeah, it was, especially when you have the game in hand. I mean, they stopped them. The defense stopped them, right? And you think that uh, the game's over. And you can just go, and now the offense is going to run off the clock, get a first down, and call it a day, and get out of Tampa with an ugly win and and go home. But instead, you leave the greatest quarterback of all time, 44 seconds, uh, to go down the field, and he did what he does. And and you lose that game that you really dominated for 60 or 59 minutes. And it's, it's kind of indicative to the way the Rams' season has gone. They just haven't. The ball's not bouncing right for them. Uh, they look totally out of sync. They look tired. Um, they're not the same team, obviously, that 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 had that run last year. And, you know, is there is there still time for them to figure it out? Yes, technically yes, but, but yesterday was a bad, bad loss for them. Yeah, they looked near the end of it. They looked bad. They really did. There are problems there that must be addressed. I said from the beginning, there's no Super Bowl this year, so I wasn't wrong about that. I didn't think no playoffs, but the way it looks right now, that could be realistic too. Just a bad day for the Rams. Eric Dickerson will be here. We'll talk about it. And uh, as we said in the tease, the Chargers are the uh, worst best team in football. <laughs> worst best luckiest team in football, right? Somehow, some yeah. way, they, they got it done again, so they're still very much alive. We'll get to all of that coming up during the 1 o'clock hour. Don't forget today, Wednesday's the night. We want you to come down for our listeners only and enjoy the Clipper-Liker game at the Crypt. So we are giving our listeners a chance to win sweet tickets. We will give one pair away today, one pair away tomorrow. I think we'll give a pair away on Wednesday as well. That's game night. You'll be in our suite. Come on down. We got you covered. We had everything taken care of. Come down and be a part of it. We'll give you a cue to call for that. Also on the show today, and we're doing this every hour, we're giving up one Pro Flowers gift card every hour. Love it. Every hour? Every hour. Shoot. That's what I had to confirm with Kevin. It's every hour. Ooh. So we'll give you a cue to call. You want to give flowers to that special person in your life? You'll have an opportunity with a Pro Flowers gift card. We're giving those away every single hour. Now, over the weekend, a lot went on. 
both college teams played, both pro teams played, Lakers played, World Series wrapped up. And by the way, the minute that was over, nobody cared and it was done. Yes. Think about that. Move on to the next. Right. Houston won. All right, done. Yeah. I've never seen less talk about a champion in American sports in my life than the Houston Astros winning the World Series. No one cares. Everybody was rooting against them. Good for Dusty. You've got to give Dusty Baker. Good for him. He's a friend of everyone's. And it's nice he finally got one. And he just happened to get one there. So good for him. He deserved it. People love him. That's it. I have never seen less fanfare (laughs) for a champion than I've seen for the Houston Astros. No No one cares. You're right. You're right. The whole country was against them. Outside of Houston and maybe the surrounding areas, nobody really wanted the the Astros to win. Um, But you're right. Uh, That that happened on Saturday. I was at the USC game and – and was watching it as well along the way, just kind of you know peeking my head in to see what the score was, and then it was really evident that the, the Astros was going to win it. Uh, and when they did, it was like people around me were like, okay, good. Now, now let's go back to watching the game and let's talk about you know basketball's getting in full swing and football's coming down to college football playoffs and stuff like that. And the NFL's getting good and exciting now that we're in the second half of the season. So nobody really cared. Nobody really cared about them winning. It's like move on, and baseball talk is now about free agency and and next year. So nobody cares about the Astros winning it. Yeah, everybody there, everybody on that team should enjoy it. And they should also know that basically no one cares that they won. No one is celebrating them. No. No one is congratulating them. Good for them. But you got to give Dusty, you do, like you said, you got to give Dusty his, his props and you got to give him his flowers because he's been around a long time, done everything in this game, except for getting that that World Series championship. So we're all, we are happy for him, and 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 also I think what he did with that team, like we talked about last week, not many managers, I don't know anyone, um, could have come into that situation and stabled that organization like Dusty Baker did, and he did a fantastic job of doing that. He got them to play with a chip on their shoulder about what happened in 2017, which is a feat in itself. So hats off to Dusty, but Dusty, but again, it's over now. All right. Uh, there was a championship that was celebrated over the weekend, and it happened at the bank. You couldn't park, but a lot of people still oh, got there. Oh, man. Did Place they was ever. jammed. LAFC winning the MLS Cup in an incredible game, an incredible game against Philadelphia. Went to penalty kicks. The goalie came in off the bench for LAFC. He's going to be on the show at 12.30, by the way. So he comes in because the starting goalie gets hurt. He also played for Philadelphia last year. So he knew their players. He comes in. He stops them on penalty kicks. LAFC wins. If you saw the game on TV, if you saw any of it, and you saw the atmosphere, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. That place was jam-packed. The place was rocking, literally rocking. I'm surprised the foundation didn't move. They saw maybe the greatest game in the history of that league. And I just want to say this, Rodney. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, LAFC starts playing. When they put that franchise together, and I said it many times on TV and here on the radio, that was the model on how to create an expansion franchise in a major market. If there was a book written on how to do this, they would have written the book. And everybody should follow it. They had a fan base before they started building the stadium. Yeah. They had the colors on the jersey selected 
before they sold one ticket. Yeah, yeah. They had everything in place. They had supporter groups built before one player was selected. Yeah. It, it, it was remarkable on how they put that thing together. And after five years, they are rewarded for their, their efforts. Yeah. With and they've been in the conversation, right? They've been in the conversation since they really started. And and you're right about putting it together before they even, you know, started their first season. It was already the hype and the publicity, the new stadium, all of those things put together. They rolled it out as good as you can roll out a new franchise. And like you said, they wrote the book on how to start one and how to get the momentum for one. And they took over the city. They they really did. And they were and against you know, a lot of skeptics that didn't believe that it could work. And it did work. Yeah. And it worked big time. And they came into a market where there was an established team, the Galaxy, yeah. multiple MLS Cups. They were the mm-hmm. new kid in town, but they just did it perfectly. Congratulations to all the folks at LAFC. Congratulations to their supporters. When you watch that game with that crowd. Yeah, you felt, you felt like you are in Europe. I, I swear, I thought it was at Chelsea. Yeah. I thought it was at Tottenham. Yeah. I thought it was watching the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. That's how passionate they were. What a great scene. What a great yeah. moment. A friend of mine uh, sent me a shot that, uh, you know, you mentioned the parking was crazy because the USC game and obviously the the USC parking situation took precedent over the over the, uh, over the the championship game. And so people had to park all over the place. They had to park at Dodger Stadium and take buses. And buses were coming from everywhere. A couple of people I knew that went to the game, buses broke down. On Figueroa. Oh, really? Yeah. And she sent me a a, a whole a, a video of a sea of LAFC fans that got off the bus and started walking for like two miles down Figueroa. It was, it again, it felt like it was one of those towns in the Premier League that the town shuts down and people are walking into the stadium or walking to the stadium. It was, it was incredible. It was yeah, it was like an out of country experience if you watch that game, and I'm I'm sure being there was incredible as well. John McCarthy, the goalkeeper at the end, who saved it for LAFC, and by the way, they scored late in overtime to go to penalty kicks. Gareth Bale yeah. with a header. Uh, John McCarthy is going to join us at twelve thirty, and we'll ask him about that atmosphere and the environment and what it was like being there on Saturday, because yeah. that was something that uh, that is something to behold. That's something to remember. And I'll tell you, it's as big in that world as winning a World Series, as winning a Super Bowl, as winning a Stanley Cup. And don't kid yourself about the soccer fan base in this marketplace. I think over the years, it has been undervalued and underappreciated. But it is very large. You know how many people play the game on the weekends. You know how many of your kids are in soccer. And now with this happening in that stadium at that moment, it was unbelievable. And the commissioner, I mean, a little hokey at the end, though. I do want to say this. The hokey at the end? A little hokey at the end. What do you do? Well, the commissioner's up on stage, and I, I, I apologize. I don't know who the other guy was who was on stage. But instead of, you know, congratulations to LAFC, it was this kind of thing. Los Angeles! How you like this? I was like, what are you doing? What are you yelling for? You're the league office, for God's sakes. You're the league office. You're Roger Goodell. 
He's excited. Eh? I understand. Excited. Got a little, he would have said Philadelphia. How do you like this? If Philadelphia would have won. I think, I think they got a little caught up in the environment. <laughs> I don't think even they had seen anything like what they saw Saturday. You got backlash from Philly folks? Oh, I don't. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> right? They had a bad weekend anyway. Phillies lost. They're, the soccer team lost. I, I don't. Who cares? All right. Now let's go to Dodgers. And uh, a couple of things off the top. They've been installed as the 2023 favorites to win the World Series. Right off the bat. Here we are. Season over. Installed as favorites to win the World Series. Yeah. I, I'm not listening to that anymore. Do you ever? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But no more. And what way do you like take it to heart? Like, oh, they're a favorite, so they they, they better win. Yeah, this is it. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I'm not even worried about that anymore. Everybody can talk about it. We're we're not going to do a lot of that. Here's why. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we yeah, kind of find that out now, don't well, we? Well, it never has. I don't care who you're talking about. Just because you're favorite to win it all, uh, and and at the beginning of the season, so many things can happen. Yeah. During the course of a season, yeah. so uh, you know, never bought into predictions at the at the beginning of the season. They okay. just, uh, just so, something for people to argue about, right? Well, we we don't need to argue about it now. But we'll say this: the clock is now ticking on Justin Turner. Five days after the completion of the World Series, the Dodgers have to notify Justin whether or not he will come back. And when we last spoke with him, he had not heard yet. I don't know if that's changed, but he has not heard yet. Uh, time to look forward. Time to start thinking about what they're going to do. You know, you know the free agent mm-hmm. list. Tyler Anderson's gone. Clayton's gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trey Turner's gone. Uh, Canely's gone. You know the free agents. You know the guys coming back. You say they're gone like they're already gone. For well, they're gone now. It, it doesn't mean they're playing somewhere else, but they're free agents. They're fair game. Everybody gets to take a run at them now. Uh, so let's start thinking about what they're going to do. And uh, Stan Kasten, I think, talked to Bill Plaschke. And uh, some of the stuff that came out of there, and it's something we thought, but now maybe it's more realistic than you think. Maybe it's time now to look at the young guys. Maybe it's time to give Miguel Vargas a shot here every day. Maybe it's time now for Altman to be up here with the club every day. Maybe it's time to see what Bobby Miller can do on the mound. We've got a little taste of Pepio. Will we get more of a taste of him? And as guys leave, some of these young guys may be put into the lineup. It may look very different. Rodney, what do you think about that? Well, they do. They're at, they're at a crossroads with a lot of guys. You know, like you just mentioned, you know, they've got some great, and the Dodgers do a great job of this and have, and that's why they're the model organization because they spend the money on the farm system. And always, and, and people, other teams, the Dodgers are the number one organization that teams poach from. And when it comes to young talent, so they they do a great job of drafting and developing young talent, and they and they've got an abundance of that. And so when nobody really knows when that time is right to bring a young player along, uh, and how that will happen. I mean, it was it was sometimes it, it happens by injury, it happens by situational. Cody Bellinger came in because um, Adrian Gonzalez got hurt, and all of a sudden. Cody made the most of his moment, yeah, and, and the rest is history with him coming up and and is sustaining a spot on this team. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys at that crossroad. Justin Turner at that crossroad. Clayton Kershaw at that crossroad of between retirement or the last two years of their career. And and when do you flip that switch and go? Okay, we're going to go young. Um, 
I don't know. Because I don't think there's, first of all, I don't think there's a right answer to this. I don't think there's an absolute right answer to this. Um, whether you say, okay, we're going to make the transition and go with a lot of the young guys, give them the opportunity, or, or say, we're going to roll the dice for another year or two with some of our veteran guys because I think that they can, they still got something left in the tank. Um, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't, but I don't think there's an exact science to it, Fred. You know, just hearing you? Yeah. I think you roll the dice, and I think you roll the dice on the young guys. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's up here and everybody's in the lineup, but what I'm saying is, yeah, if you think Vargas can play, then he's got to play. you got to find a place for him to play. If you think Outman can play, let's see if he can pl- put him up here. Let's let's go. You're going to have to start that eventually anyway. And they still have a very good nucleus. Yes. So if that's the case, start integrating those guys now. But I don't know if that means the end of Justin Turner. Yeah. So then that's the case, then, then you don't need to go out and get an Aaron Judge. Right. Right, right. You don't need to go out and get a replacement for Trey Turner's. Say that he he goes and leaves for somewhere else, uh, because you've you've groomed and you brought up Gavin Lux uh, the last couple of years, and he's played. Actually, had the best year of his career last year. So is it time to say, okay, Gavin, now you've got the keys to shortstop. This is your natural position. We played you in different spots. You know, second base, tried you all in the outfield. That didn't work out. Let's go put you in your natural position at shortstop and and give you a shot at that. Maybe that's time instead of trying to go out and get a a Carlos Correa, which I think I don't see them doing. But instead of doing that, let's just go within. So why are we even talking about free agent market then? Are we going to talk free agent pitchers? Yeah, I think you always got to talk pitchers. You got to see what's out there pitching-wise. Um Especially if there's there's difference making pitchers Jacob that are out there like a Degrom, yeah, like uh, you know when uh, um, Garrett Cole was up and and some other these other guys that have come up over the last few years, Verlander was up. I mean things like that. When you've got difference maker guys, then you really got to kick the tires and see if you want to make a run at it. All right, so the hot stove is underway. Fans love Russ. Darvin Ham said he could be the sixth man of the year. When we come back, why in the world are they so awful? Well, we'll have to get to that. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Check. That's check. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase. It's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. Really is in all caps like MF Doom. Cause we use like a thousand elephants in the room. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. And you are being safe out there in the rain in Southern California, which we normally hardly ever get rain here in southern california but it's raining today supposed to be raining a few days this week so 
Be careful out there. Rodney P. Fred Rogan on a Monday. Lots to get to. Lots of excitement. LAFC champions of the MLS. John McCarthy, the goaltender, the goalkeeper, will be joining us here in about seven minutes. Uh, So the Lakers lost to Cleveland yesterday. Russell Westbrook looks good. He's coming off the bench. He's comfortable in his role. Darvin Ham gets three stars because he convinced them he should come off the bench. And somehow, by planting the seed that he could be sixth man of the year, now Russ is happy. So it's not on Russ. Don't point the finger at Russ. But we said before the season started, don't point the finger at Russ. Okay. So what is it? They're not very good. That's what it is. Well, how do you fix it? Well, the way we've been saying to fix it. Except who are you going to trade for? Here's the problem. LeBron is aging. Yeah, he still has good games. I think his stats are somewhat empty now, though. He's not the guy he was the guy he was last year. He's not pure. He's just not. He's older. Not that he's not good. He's not the guy he was. Anthony Davis has a bad back. And I think what you mm-hmm. see, and we kind of saw this last year, Rodney, they can go and they can fire on all cylinders, but they can't do it for 48 minutes. And yeah. that's why, you know, they might jump out to a 10-point lead. Well, I mean, go- if the game's ended at halftime, the Lakers... They would have a winning record right now. Yeah, what did Mick Cronin say about halftime? Yeah, halftime's for losers. That's exactly <laughs> my favorite quote of all time on this show. <laughs> Mick Cronin, halftime's for losers. But if they could, could stop at halftime, yeah, they'd be fine. They don't have they don't have the gas, they don't have the energy, they don't have the legs, they don't have the stamina, they don't have it. They're not going to develop it. They can't find it. You can surround them with young legs. But when your stars are either aging or constantly sore or injured, and those are the people you have to turn to, you're in huge trouble. The roster is constructed incorrectly. And this is what happens, and I'm not pointing a finger, but this is what happens when you go into business with LeBron. What and happens? This is what, well, you have so much flexibility to surround him with the guys he needs. And they have done a poor job of it. Uh, Did anybody know that Anthony Davis, although in New Orleans he was hurt, but did you think when he came here he would constantly be hurt? I was someone that did not believe that. I was wrong. He's a human being. He gets hurt. He's got a bad back. LeBron is not the guy he was last year. So are you saying that the the teams that LeBron's been on in Cleveland and Miami were poorly constructed? No, but I'm saying LeBron is older now and he can't do what he did with those guys. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And last year it seemed like he could. Last year it was miraculous. But he can't do what he did. He just can't. And that's not a criticism. It's a statement of fact. But I'm trying to go back to what getting in business with he LeBron needs is. More, he needs more help now than he did then. And he can, but he's always needed shooters yeah, but he around needs, him. He needs more you help. Know? He needs more help. Yeah, and he because, certainly can't do it all himself. Yeah, but but because, without him, I mean, he's clearly still playing the best of anybody on the team. There's no question about it. But right? what I'm saying, Rodney, is because of the way the salaries are now structured and you have to pay him so much and AD so much and Westbrook so much, you can't get any real veteran or or true support around them. Now it's pieces. It's pieces. It's not real players. It's pieces. This is a good piece, and we hope he'll develop and he'll be good. Okay. And this guy can play, so we've got him. That's good, too. But you're still counting on LeBron and AD. 
and LeBron's a year older, and AD cannot play 48 minutes. My point yeah. is this. My, the point is simple, if you're a Laker fan. It's great you have them. It's great AD is there. You keep your fingers crossed. They're two and seven. They're two and seven. And how are they going to get better? It's going to be really tough. Because LeBron's not getting younger, and AD's not getting hurt any less. The bright spot's been Russell Westbrook. And if that's the bright spot, you got problems. Wait, 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 wait. The bright spot's been Russell Westbrook? The way he's played off the bench, I would say yeah. The way he's played off the bench. I'm not diminishing <laughs> what LeBron does, Rodney. He's not the, the guy Russell, he was. The Russell Westbrook's, Kevin, can you, can you note that and just Am I crazy, that? Kevin? Bright spot is Russell Westbrook. I'm saying the bright spot has been the way he's playing off the bench, Russell Westbrook. Is that insane? Not at all. In two games? Well, look, if you're the Lakers, <laughs> you judge them quarter by quarter. Uh, I don't think you even look at full games. You Let me at, ask you this. Two years ago, before they traded everybody away, did they have a roster that was winnable? Yeah. Right? So they did have yeah. the pieces around them. They did. But they didn't keep those pieces. Correct. Yeah. Well, who's the big reason for that? Yeah. Yeah, well, who's the reason? Who is the reason? LeBron wanted to win now. So they said, oh, my God. He just won. You know, he had just won the year before. Yeah, yeah but what I'm saying won. is he wanted to keep going, and he didn't think those guys would be strong enough. And also, I don't think they had the money to pay everybody. So they made moves. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted to go into the luxury that, tax. Yeah, so all the money that you had pulled together and you could have spread out, you gave to Russell Westbrooks for $47 million. Correct. Yeah. Because why? Yeah. Right. Because LeBron wanted him. Right. And Rob Palenka, apparently, if he was uh, against it, had no backbone and didn't tell him no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. At some point, right? You got to save him for yourself. Yes. Uh, LeBron, yes. Maybe He may have wanted his brother. He may have wanted his, his son, Bronny, to play with him. Take him out of high school. But at some point, the GM, head of basketball, has got to say, mm, that's, eh, I hear you. I hear you, but we just want a title with these guys. We can't put it all into one guy. Pat Riley would. You know he would. Many other guys would have. Greg Popovich. Absolutely. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. It's not. It, we're not doing that. All due respect, we're not doing that. Okay. And and you got to live with that. Live with him being upset with you. Live with him not happy. But you got to live with that because you know there's no way in the world, not not one person thought it was a good move to bring to bring Russ in. It was not a good fit. It's not what the Lakers needed. It's not what the Lakers used to win the title. So at some point between the general manager or the head of basketball and the owner, you got to say, no, that, that's no, we're not doing that. Period. Period. You know, you just used the word title. Let's bring yeah. out a man that just won a title. How does oh, that yeah. sound? yeah. Yeah. From LAFC, the goalkeeper in the net at the end of the game, John McCarthy. John, thanks for jumping on, and congratulations. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me. Hey, we're doing great. Let's start uh, with this. John, have you come down yet, John? Yeah, come yeah. on, man. Have you come down yet from Saturday afternoon, brother? That was incredible. Nah, I don't know when I'm going to come down from that. <laughs> that was amazing. It was unbelievable. Hey, John. Don't find my voice. 
what was the atmosphere like? I saw it on TV. Uh, the place was jam-packed. Oh. You were at the epicenter stopping the kicks and penalty time. What what was the atmosphere like standing on that field with those people? It was absolutely electric. Um, I can't I can't believe it. This, uh, it's like a movie. It was like a movie, and like it was just so loud you couldn't even hear the person. It was incredible. The fans were incredible. It was, it was something I'll never forget. Uh, all right, John. A lot of storylines to this, uh, especially for you personally. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. You're a Philly native, right? Yeah, I'm a Philly guy. Yeah, you're you're a Philly guy. By the way, so so is my wife. My wife's a Philly native as well. So I I, I know what uh, I know what your makeup is being a being a guy from Philly. Um, and and you also played for Philly, and now you're with LAFC playing them in the championship. What was that like for you? Because I'm sure you were familiar with a lot of the players on that side and organization on that side as well. Yeah. Um, so I would I would always root for Philly um, any day of the week, any of the Philly teams, the Union, Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, you know. Um, but when you play against a, a team that you grew up rooting for and playing for, on that day, you have no friends, no family, you have no ties to that team. Um, but if, if it was another situation where we weren't playing against them and they made the final, I would I root for them any day of the week because there's a lot of amazing people on and good things going on in that organization. So um, I still have a lot of good times there. So it, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, you know, being able to lift that, lift that final, lift that trophy, um, and kind of take one away from the, the, the city I love. Um, so it, it, it's, it's just awesome. It was awesome all around. I'm sorry it didn't work out for them, but someone's got to win, someone's got to lose on that deck. Yeah, damn right. All right. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> so you you find yourself entering the game when your keeper got hurt. You go in the game. You make a big save in extra time. Then you stop two penalty kicks in what determined the entire thing. Now, did you have an advantage because you know the players on the Philadelphia team? Did you feel mentally when you were out there? By the way, I, I can't think of anything more difficult to do stop a penalty kick. Did you think in your mind, I got this because I know these guys? Um, so the, the guys that shot, I didn't even play with them. Really? Um, I knew the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, I knew the goalkeeper. I knew like five or six other guys on the team, or a couple that were on the bench. So the ones that shot, I didn't even know, actually. Um, I just, just uh, was focused, locked in, and did everything I could to hopefully just save one. Is it a guessing game? When you're out there facing penalty kicks, are you just guessing? What makes you determine which way you move? Um, everyone knows there's data and videos on everyone. Everyone in the league using the same platform. Um, so there's no secret about that. There was definitely film that was watched. Um, but as goalkeepers, we talked about it, the situation, and, and to come up with a scenario and, and a belief that um, what we were going to do in that situation and we just talked about it before before the PK shootout, and with the, I talked about it with my goalkeeper coach Oka. He said, "What are you going to do? Do you want do you want do you want the data?" And I said, "No, um, I just got a I got a good feeling about it." And he goes, "I like that. Let's do that." <laughs> I love it. Got to go with your gut sometimes. John McCarthy joins us, MVP of the MLS Cup, goalie for <laughs> LAFC. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, John. 
Talk to me about your your mindset. Look, I, I played in the NFL for a long time. Latter part of my career, I was a backup quarterback, so you got to always kind of stay ready. It's a hard job. I always tell people it's a very difficult job because you don't get the practice time. You're not playing. All of a sudden, in one play, you could be thrust into the middle of the action at a critical time. And for you, um, I'm watching you as as Crepia went down uh, with that horrible injury. Um they they yeah. had shots of you on the sideline, and you were just as calm and cool and collected as anyone could be, knowing the gravity of the situation. What was your mindset like, you know, as a goalie, as a backup goalie going into the game, and then as the game is unfolding, keep, you know, staying abreast, staying in tune, and then when you had to go in, what was that mindset like? Yeah, first things first, I was devastated, and I'm, I'm so devastated for what happened to Maxie. Um, because he was going to go to the World Cup in Canada. And we, we were talking about it all season long, how it's an absolute dream in, in a player's career to, to get to that moment. And the play he made in, in, in the game was was a game-time decision. Um, whether he thought he was getting the ball or not, um, he knew he had to make a play, and, and he made the play to, uh, to make sure if he didn't get the ball, he got the man to make sure they didn't score. And... and He's a team in it, and so I'm devastated. But the play he made was the play of the game, um, and then for the mindset was just yeah. I had so many people yelling and screaming and saying things to you. I kind of just turned everything into white noise a little bit and just just listened to the coaching staff. Um, so it was just take two three seconds, run down the sideline, get a couple stretches in, feel the ball a little bit, and. Uh, my goalkeeper coach leaned over to me and just goes, hey, big moment, enjoy it. Um, so it was just, what else What else can you do in that situation besides just locked in and focused? But like you said, as a backup, um, I try to train every day like I'm going to play on the weekend, um, whether my name's called, whether my jersey number is in my locker. And everything I do, I try to win at um, in training and on the field when I'm when I'm playing, I just I love to compete. I love to win, so I make sure that uh, my preparation is right. For if the time does come around where I do have to step up, I hope I did the right things during the week and have the right mindset leading into the weekend. All right, after you win this, you're the MVP. You guys are partying. You're still trying to recover from everything. Does it keep yeah. replaying through your mind? the saves you made, the moment you won, is that still there? Yeah, it's surreal. It is absolutely surreal. Um, like you said, MVP, I just laughed. <laughs> like, I never imagined. Like, honestly, like, like you can't like, – it just it doesn't I – mean, it doesn't add up. It's just, it's a surreal moment. It's sur- Everything was just – I don't know when it's going to hit me. I don't know when. And I'm still trying to find my voice from a couple of days ago. Oh, it's crazy. It is just absolutely crazy. My mind is so racing when I think about it. I can't do nothing besides laugh and smile. Yeah. Hey, John, you mentioned, you know, when you were, when you, that moment you went in, you, you listened to the coaching staff. How were the other, your teammates, your players, um, when you went into the game? Uh, did they say anything to you? Were they, were they, you know, upbeat? Were they, you know, giving you kinds of uh, encouragement? What were they like when you came in? Yeah, I, I remember um, three guys specifically on the sideline was uh, Giorgio Chiellini, Kellen Acosta, and Latif. Um, 
I actually took Kellen's shin guards because I, I didn't I didn't even have shin guards with me. Um, <laughs> and they were all just like, go out and do 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 what you do. Just do it. Enjoy it. Go ahead. You're ready. Go. Just go. Just go. You're ready. And I just kept hearing that over and over in my head. Um, so it was just a repetition of those three guys saying, come on, let's go. You're ready. This is you. This is you. You're ready. Um, those three guys were a great dude. And so that's just where it was at. John, congratulations. Yes. We appreciate you coming on. Wait, today. hold on, John. When, when, when's the parade for you down Broad Street in Philly, man? Go get you some cheesesteaks. <laughs> Broad Street in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ride with uh, the top down in Philly, man. To, Come on, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see some of my silly friends and family. My phone, oh, man. FaceTime, FaceTime doesn't do it justice. So hopefully I get to go home in a couple of weeks and I get to truly just enjoy a day or two or a night with my family and friends. And I think then it might really just hit me like, holy, holy smokes, man. It's, it's been a whirlwind of a two days, but yeah. John, thanks for coming on. Congratulations. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. I hope you have a great day. All right. John McCarthy, the MVP of the MLS Cup. Wow. What a great moment. What Back a great goalkeeper day. goes into game. You never know. You, you know what I found interesting, Rodney? And we had Doug Peterson, now, mm-hmm. who's now the coach at Jacksonville. And you knew him very well. Did you play yeah. for him? Or you just knew him. Uh, no, we're we're around the same age. Okay. Um, we crossed paths. I was leaving Philly as he was coming into Philly. He came in with Andy Reid to Philly, and I left and went to Washington. Um, but we've known, you know, the quarterback is fraternity. You know, guys from the off season and getting together and golf tournaments and charity events and things like that. Yeah. So I I, I knew him. I remember we had him on. He was talking about uh, Nick Foles. Right. And uh, they were talking about as the Eagles reached the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson told the story of how it wasn't, you know, let's crunch the tape. Let's get fired up. It was, hey, man, I don't know when we're going to get here again. I don't know if we'll ever get here again. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. And that's what John just said. His guy said to him, not get in there. It all rests on you. You better go for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Go out there and enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah, you're ready for this. Trust, trust yourself. Trust the preparation. You wouldn't be here for if, if it, you know if you weren't supposed to be here. So just go out and do what you do. Like you said, just they said, just go out and do what you do. And and that's not that's not always easy to do as as that individual because of the moment and what's surrounding you and you're overthinking it sometimes as a player. Like oh my god, I got eight million things running through my head instead of going out. Wait a minute, it's soccer. It's the same game I played since I was eight years old. Just go play. Just go play. And to be able to quiet yourself, quiet the crowd, block everything out, I think one of the most important things he said is he turned it into white noise. All of that turned it into white noise and was like, I'm just going to be peace with this and go play. And he did that. And I was the MVP. That's a great story. We appreciate him coming on. All right, so here's the deal now. ED, Eric Dickerson, jumps on the show at 1 o'clock. Up next, we're going to play Who Dis. And, Rodney, we have to give away the Pro Flowers gift card for this hour. Oh, yeah. All right, so what we'll do is whoever jumps on and plays Who Dis. Come on. If you win Who Dis. Get it. For this hour. Right now. You are going to get the Pro Flowers gift card. Come on, baby. Now, listen. Stage left. If you come on. Stage right, even. And you lose. Don't lose. But if you do. But if you do, we're going to open it up for everybody. Everybody now. Everybody will have a shot. Say it loud. Let's go. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 866-987-2570. Deal is you get in here and you win who dis, you get pro flowers. If you don't win who dis, we open it up for everybody. And you're next. After making short work of the Lakers. Shot rejected by Allen. Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers try their luck against the Clippers. Paul George makes it rain. Clippers countdown begins at 6.30 with Adam Osland on their official home. AM 570 LA Sports. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh yeah! Afternoon delight. If someone told me that the world would end tonight. You could take all that I got for once. I wouldn't start a fight. You could have my liquor, take my dinner, all right. my fun. My birthday cake, my Today's dog, afternoon delight is Never Gonna Not Dance Again by Pink. After teasing fans for about a week, the star singer released this song along with a music video late last week. The track is her second release of the year following the song Irrelevant, which debuted over the summer. The release of the tracks is brought up on speculation that she could be working on what would be her ninth studio album, although that has not been confirmed yet. Again, today's afternoon delight is Never Gonna Not Dance Again by Pink. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Many in the Valley. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good afternoon, Fred. What's going on, Manny? Not too much. Enjoying the rain. All right. Here's the deal. Way to go, Manny. And who dis? When you know it, you yell it out. You get it right, you get a point. You get a challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You hold on to your challenge. Use your challenge, and it's denied. You'll lose your challenge, okay? Okay. Do I get locked out of the next question? No. This is not the one where you get locked out. All you got to do oh, here okay. is yell it out. Okay. Sounds good. Now, here's the deal. If you win, you get the Pro Flowers gift card. Oh, yeah. If you lose, oh, we're yeah. going to open it up for everybody. You good? I'm good. Let's do it. Come Ronnie, on, man. You ready to go? Happy Monday, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready to go. I'm a five-time MLB All-Star. Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander. Hold on. Rodney, what did you say? Jason Kidd. I'm a five-time MLB all Oh, I thought you said NBA. Mike Trout. No good! And let's up it. Up it. A six-time MLB All-Star. Oh, in that case. Jose Altuve. Absolutely wrong. It is no good. (laughs) I was. 
the NL MVP in 2020? Corey Seager. Oh, no. Bryce Harper. And it is no good. Uh, Bryce Harper. How about Freddie you? Freeman. Rodney. Rodney. Freddie Freeman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, baby. Never lost. Never have, man. Next <laughs> I am. I was. I was. Mm. An 11-time mm. NBA All-Star. Oh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is not Paul Pierce. Paul. Kevin Garnett. All are wrong. How about you? Why, why so much commentary on this now, Fred? You're being a little harsh on the fellas now. No, I'm just, I don't want to hit the button every time. Oh, okay. No. I was the NBA MVP in 1993. Oh! Wait. Shaq! No, David Charles Robinson. Barkley. Charles Barkley. Michael Jordan. It's correct. Rodney, Charles Barkley. Yes. They went to the finals that year, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Here's your next one. The Phoenix Suns. Remember that? Yeah. Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I made 12 Pro Bowls in my Hall of Fame NFL career. Ray Lewis. Is not correct. Ed Reed. Eric Dickerson. No, no, no. Joe Montana. New. Jerry Wright. New. Hmm. I was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1990. Ray Lewis? No. Ooh. Lawrence Taylor? No. Reggie White? No. Ronnie Lott? No. Defense, uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. Yes. I was the Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year in 1989 while playing at USC. Oh, Junior Seau. Correct. Rodney. Boy, I'm running away with this thing. There you are. It's Monday. I can't get a sweat in, Fred. I know. I know. And you like to start your week off. That's your doom. Yeah. That's that's like the morning thing. When you get that workout early in the morning, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. I know. And and, and today, Monday, today sets the tone for the rest of the day. I know. I know. You know, if you're not challenged on Monday, it doesn't really get a good start for you. I know. I know. Come on, fellas. Do better. All right. I made 10 Pro Bowls in my Hall of Fame football career. Eric Dickerson. No, senor! <laughs> Ed Reed. Charles How about you? Who you got? Ray Lewis. Wait, Manny, who you got? Charles Woodson. No good! Ronnie, did you say Ed Ranshaw? No. Okay. <laughs> who, who's that? Is that the guy, Fred, that, that grabbed your leg underneath the table? No, that's the guy with Jesus no finger. Oh, okay. I, I get confused with the guy no that doesn't have legs fingers. and guys that, and that doesn't have That was the program guy, right? Ed Ranshaw was the, the guy that worked yeah. at uh, the, the arena. Right. He's on the program. Yeah. Program what was the guy's guy. name that, that grabbed you into the, 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 the table, Fred? You thought it was an crap. alligator. Willard yeah. Shoecraft. He was in a wheelchair. No, he had no legs. He had no legs. He'd crawl around. Well, he hopped. <laughs> Mr. Shoecraft didn't have any shoes, though, right, Fred? No, he didn't need them. No, you can call him Hopper. Is that what you called him? <laughs> no. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it, Fred. You didn't call him no Hopper. No, I didn't call him, man. I'm just saying. Fred, Come didn't on. you say that he was like Come hopped on. up on top of his, his truck trying to change his battery or something like that? No, what I he said. He was all the way inside. He was inside his engine. <laughs> Come on, Fred. It's true. He Did you stop to help him, Fred? Come on, man. Well, yeah, I pulled over. He said he was fine. Then he just kind of squirted out and started driving. You didn't ask him if you can give him a hand? He didn't need one. He had hands. I was a member. Hopper. I won, I won four Super Bowl titles. Terry Bradshaw. That's not right. Jerry Rice. No. 
Steve Young. No. Joe Montana. No. Emmett Smith. No. I was a member of the 1980s and 90s all-decade team and led the league in interceptions twice. Leon Sanders. How about new? Oh. Rod Whitson. Nelson, no! Uh, led the league in interceptions twice? Yes. Really? Yes. Four Super Bowls? That's correct. I was an all-pro at both cornerback and safety while spending most of my career with the 49ers. Ronnie Lott. We said Ronnie Lott. Somebody said Ronnie Lott earlier. Ronnie Nobody Ronnie said Lott. Ronnie I said Ronnie Lott. Lott. Last question. First oh. of all, oh. are you sure? Manny gets the point. Yeah, I thought I heard Ronnie Lott. No. Whoa. Not on this one. So, Manny, you're on the board. Good job. for the last question, uh, Rodney. Oh, Thank okay. you, sir. I get one. All right. No shutout today. No shutout. No shutout. Let's go again. I'm a three-time MLB All-Star. Three times? Dusty Baker. Both are wrong. Huh. It's not enough to go Trey on, Turner. Fred. How about new? I led the NL in strikeouts in 2014 and in wins in 2019. Justin Verlander. No. Clayton Kershaw. No. Zach Greinke. No. Uh, I was the World Series. DeGrom. No. And it is no good. Andy w- Pettit. No. No, said no. I was Don't the World No. How about new? Blake Trannon. No. No good. I was the World Series MVP in 2019. Strasburg. Steven. Rodney. Was he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, he, was. he won two games. Dominant. All right, so that's, that's going to be it. Yeah, wrap. Rodney, you win. Yeah, I do. Never lost. Never. Have. Manny, you finish second. And Ronnie brings up the rear Man, without Ronnie. getting one today. Mm. But Come what on, that Ronnie. means, Manny... On, is man. sorry you do not win the Pro Flowers gift card. Oh, that's right, Manny. I'm sorry. Not sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I can still buy my wife the flowers. So see, that's nice, so, Manny. So that's nice. That's the way it should be. But you can also. And now I know I gotta get that workout in on Monday. Thanks a lot, Rodney. Go, <laughs> I wanted to work out, but I skipped it, and this is why I didn't win. Right on, that's brother. Right that's on. Right on. Right on, Manny. Way to go. All right, Manny. Be safe out there driving. You have a good day. Thank you, guys. Fight on. Fight on. All right, we got to give Pro Flowers away for this hour. 866-987-2570. Rodney would call a number. Number seven. Number seven. And when we come back, NFL Football Monday, Eric Dickerson joins us and will then be able to explain what happened to the Rams because nobody can figure that out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.